Thank you so much, Sydney, for praying for me. Thank you all for your prayers and thank you for the invitation to come to share in this way with you. Um, the the hospitality of, of your your pastor um, and his his wife. Um, I have I have I have definitely tasted tasted of the the wonders of the Dunlop home and I hope nobody is tempted to envy but this would perhaps be a good time for your 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 that temptation to come before you I hope you will resist it because you know if you haven't tasted of that table then you haven't tasted of that table. <laughs> it has been a real, real privilege to come and share with the, the community here, um, the student um, body at ENC and, and the, the, the church community here at Wollaston. <clears throat> we want to look at the Ten Commandments. By this, you 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 have you have come to see the the the, the plan. The, the the large plan is that we are we are part of God's purpose. God's purpose is in all in is 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 the purpose of bringing to history that which is His design. Um, the, 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 the reign of God, the regime of God, the, the, the rule of God, the kingdom of God. <clears throat> and God in bringing his kingdom has determined that he will do it in partnership with people. The people of God. The Old Testament is the, the history, the story of God and his people <clears throat> the people of God being those who were the children of, of Jacob the children of Israel and then in the New Testament when the fulfillment of God's promise came to pass in Jesus and through his Life. Jesus identified a people, the people for his very own, who would be the agents of bringing the kingdom into the lives of people. Upon this rock will I build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. The church are those who are the agents of Christ in the dismantling of the barricades that would hold people in bondage to the dominion of darkness. Persons who would be restrained by the gates of hell will find that the church is going to be sufficient to subvert the gates of hell and to let those people out. So the people of God 
are, 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 are a very important element of this whole purpose of God. The people of God are those who are reflecting the character of God in the world. They are identified with God. Be holy because I am holy. You are my people. You are to represent and reflect me in the world. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 and following say that we are different not just to be an elite, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people of God, so that we would show forth the praises of him who has brought us out of darkness into his marvelous light. The distinctive characteristic of God is that he is love. The distinctive characteristic of God is this eternal, unthinkable, persistent love. Just pure love. Those who are his people must then, of all other things that may be true of them, display in their lives Love, love for God, love for one another, and love for the other. They, like God, must epitomize love in the earth. People in the earth must look at them and must comment, Oh boy, how they love one another. They will know, says the song, paraphrasing scripture, that you are Christians by your love in this says scripture shall all men know that you are my people that you have love for one another a love that john will tell us is a love that begins in the love relationship with god that is expressed in the love relationship with others and in fact scripture says will be seen in the love relationship with the other, the one that is not like me. Very useful to really understand the dimensions of this love as we explore it is, is the good old Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments that some people think is a sort of a legal restrictive document, but really, if understood properly, is really a a a a a, a an expose of the expected love expressions because love is to be observed love is not just to be something abstract love is to be observed I, I want to, to read from Deuteronomy as you know in Exodus chapter 20 there is a statement of the Ten Commandments but there is also a statement in Deuteronomy of the Ten Commandments and the Deuteronomy statement has some additional reflections and so I'm going to read the longer version which is in Deuteronomy of the Ten Commandments and then we will comment on the last six tonight last night we looked at the first four which had to do with loving God and Tonight we want to look at the last six, which I believe really speaks to loving people. 
Moses summoned all Israel and said, Hear, O Israel, the decrees and laws I declare in your hearing today. Learn them and be sure to follow them. The Lord your God made a covenant with us at Horeb. It was not with our fathers that the Lord made this covenant, but with us, with all of us who are alive here today. The Lord spoke to you face to face out of the fire on the mountain. At that time I stood between the Lord and you to declare to you the word of the Lord because you were afraid of the fire and did not go up to the mountain. And he said, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You'll have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an idol in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them. For I, the Lord, your God, am a jealous God, punishing the children for the sin of the fathers to the third and fourth generation to those who hate me, but showing love to a thousand generation of those who love me and keep my commandments. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Observe the Sabbath day to keep it holy. As the Lord your God has commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But on the seventh day it is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your ox your donkey or any of your animals nor the alien within your gates so that your manservant and your maidservant may rest as you do remember that you were slaves in Egypt and the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm therefore the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the Sabbath day Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with you in the land your Lord, the Lord your God is giving you. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. You shall not set your desire on your neighbor's house or land. His manservant or maidservant, his ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. So, last night we said that it is a call to love. Ten Commandments may be viewed as a call to love in response to God's love. Because I initiated this loving action towards you when you were hopeless and helpless. When you were enslaved and nobody else cared. Because I delivered you. Because I acted when nobody else acted 
I have pride of place. You must respond to me and love me exclusively without competition. You must love me exactly without compromise. Do not make me into your image so that you are cool with me and then love that make sure that who you're loving is really me and don't love me in a way that allows you to treat me with contempt don't treat me with contempt if you love me don't take my don't misuse my name and don't crowd me out make time for me I want to spend time with you and I have reason to do it As, you know, this, this whole Sabbath idea is a very interesting idea because in Exodus the reason God gives is because of creation here in this Deuteronomy passage the reason he gives is because of liberation or salvation in other words um, six days you, you shall live because in six days God created the heaven and God rested now in this passage you notice it is about you know, because you were slaves in Egypt and I gave you rest from that um, bondage and therefore you must rest you must, you must reflect on what God has done and so on I really like I, this Sabbath thing really convicts me greatly and so I, 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 am, I am very conscious of, 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 of that deal that, that God expects. If you love me, then you would regard this time I want with you exclusively as important. But then there are these six commandments that in the context of, of, of Jesus' words, Jesus, Jesus was, 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 was challenged by, by, by some religious people in Matthew, Matthew chapter 22, um, the Pharisees you know, and the Sadducees you know, asked him trick questions, the religious people of the day. And he answered the Sadducees very well. And the Pharisees then wanted to ask him a trick question. And they asked him, which is the greatest commandment? And he says, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then he cited from Leviticus, the so-called holiness code, the, 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 that, that passage of scripture where God says I am holy so you are to be holy and this is how you live if you are to reflect my holiness and there's a whole set of things that are the, 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 the lifestyle of people who are related to the Lord Jesus quotes from, from, from Leviticus chapter 19 verse 18 um, that famous passage and you must love your neighbor like you love yourself and I, I, I agree with those theologians that say the Ten Commandments really are, 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 are understood, are, it is helpful to understand the Ten Commandments as a sort of outworking of what it means to love God in this way, without competition, without compromise, without contempt without crowding him out, you know, a kind of way, a sort of 
way that you are expected to love God. And, and, and some theologians think that the six commandments that relate to human interaction also sort of expresses what it means to really love neighbor as you love yourself. And I, I, I want us to reflect on that on this, on this, on this, on this weekend and, and you know, this time when we're thinking about love. What does it really mean to, to love neighbor as, as one loves oneself, as a reflection of one's love for God, as the people of God who reflects his essential, essential character, the character of love, who are made able to do that by the power of the Holy Spirit that gives them the power to love like God. What does it mean practically? Well, it means practically that you are a person who values and treats sacred ancestry. Honor your father and mother. And um, sometimes in Eastern and some non-Christian cultures, their, 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 their honoring of ancestry makes us uncomfortable. But as I thought about it, and, 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 and you know, as I thought about it, one of the things that this business, this command to honor where you came from, is going to be vital if you are going to be able to appreciate your own value. One of the challenges, especially with people uh, from African descent in the New World, people who have been subject to slavery and in the denigration of society, is that a lot of the things that we, we are challenged by is the issue of self-regard, self-esteem, and self-value. Because, of course, a lot of that comes from the challenge of social feedback. And the people who are best able to capture their own value are the people who have come to understand that those persons who were co-creator with God so that they were here and pro-creator in the plan of God are persons who de facto are to be respected. Not because of their money, not because of their status in life, but because they were brought with God in this valuable life-giving process of co-creation and procreation. They are to be respected de facto. Because if you don't value them, then you are not going to understand your own source of value. Because your source of value is not because of what you have or what you have attained. Your source of value is because you have been made in the image and likeness of God. That is where you get your value. You will not be able to regard anybody else as valuable until you have come to regard yourself as extremely valuable. Much of the, 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 the sort of carnage, especially among youth, in gang violence, is, 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 is really related, I think, to the sense of their own sense of being 
being dispensable. If, if I don't care about the value of my life, why would I care about the value of yours? Very often people who are abusing alcohol, abusing drugs, abusing, it, 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 it really is, is, is an expression of their own self-hate and sometimes a desire for self-destruction out of which comes their action. So, you know, that, that, that is something I, I, I firmly believe. I believe it is liberative, especially in the communities of which I come. In, in the communities of, say, people of African descent in the New World that have been subject to the, 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 the history of our presence in the New World, cut off from, from a sense of, of, of ancestry, cut off from, from you know, that, 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 that is such a ploy from Prince Paxton powers in order to destroy our people and their sense of themselves. Therefore, you know, it is God's command. He says, you know, honor. Honor them. You know, the, 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 the Bible later on we talk about <laughs> obey them in the Lord. Obedience is, is sometimes, you know, a, a matter that would be sort of, you know, conditional. <laughs> you, you, you must not always obey them about everything they say. You must obey them in the Lord. But honor... Is absolute. Doesn't matter who they are. Doesn't matter where they are. Just those who were co-creators with God, procreators by God's power and plan, they must be honored. Honor your father and your mother. And you know, there's the promise, the only commandment we promise, so that you will live long on the land that the Lord your God gives you. And not only that you will live long, but as we say colloquially in, in the Jamaican context, so that you will live good. And so that it will go well with you. Not just that you have long life, but you will have a good quality of life. Because you understand the ultimate value, the source of your being, which is grounded in God's own person. Reflecting image and likeness of God. When you see me, I will look past your prejudicial thinking and prejudicial look. You know, and it's a tremendous challenge. Tremendous challenge to be born as a person that is black in this world. You know, in my view, even, you know, I, I, in my view, I, I think that, you know, it does, you just can't get over it. You know, Colin Powell and uh, Condoleezza Rice and, and President, you know, Obama. I think that a lot of people just dismiss them just because of, 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 of their, 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 their race. But if they know who they are and they know that the roots of their being is in God and the reflection of God, it, it is going to help them to be able to not only regard themselves as, as significant and as important, valuable to God, but therefore will be able to not walk around with chips on their shoulders and anger and all that kind of stuff because you're okay because you are the reflection of God. So this, this is a very important commandment if you are to be a person to love others.
Then the other ones, you know, if you understand this root of the sacredness of ancestry, then understand the sacredness of life. Don't murder. That is almost, you know, you know, yes. So I can understand. If you are not life giver, then how can you become life taker? And, and, and I am controversial on this. I know I'm controversial on this. That if you are life taker, the life you took might be the life you forfeited. And um, I, I, I don't want to, you know, you know, but it is, that is the, the, the sort of perspective of Scripture. That, that, that it is not okay to take life. If you take life, maybe mercy can be extended to you, but you have, by taking life, forfeited your life. It's not okay to take life. It is a very dangerous thing to take life. So dangerous that from the Scripture's perspective, it, it almost automatically means your life is forfeited. The sacredness of life. Then the sacredness of, 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 of work. That is how I, I, I think is, you know, the, the, the do not steal comes across. You know, do not steal because there is a sacredness, not so much in my view, of property, but sacredness of work. Human beings were made because God wanted a co-worker, according to Genesis. God made the world and there was no man found to cultivate it. God seemed to, in his purpose, left the potentials of the universe untapped, waiting for the partnership of people. And so God's reason for making people is that they will work. And work from that perspective is not simply a job, but is this, 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 this usefulness of being able to bring out of God's creation its potentials in partnership with And when somebody works, according to Paul, and because he or she works, they are able to have for themselves and share with those around. And you steal what they work for. You are really subverting the very purpose of God. Because if you, even after the fall are eating and not sweating, there is a perversion of God's principle. The sense of human purpose in the earth as co-creator and partner with God. And so therefore, when, 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 when whole societies, and the, as, we, as we struggle here in the United States of, with increased unemployment, there is a, a whole sense of, 
of, of, of human uh, devaluing that is going on. And, 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 and whether theft is organized theft perpetrated by powerful people or, 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 or theft that is, is the lifestyle of, of people who are ignoring work, it is essentially subverting God's intended plan for human beings. So, the sacredness of ancestry, the sacredness of human life, the sacredness of work, the sacredness of, 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 of marriage. Don't, don't, don't commit adultery. Because that is, is sacred. The sacredness of, of God's intended primary community. You know, there are some people that think that, the, that marriage is, is, is uniquely a reflection of, 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 of God. That the, the creation of humankind was completed in the creation of, of woman and man together. So that in that, there was a reflection of the, the community of God, which is one, although with more than one persons. So that the man and his wife is one flesh, and in the world reflects God in a very unique way, where there is a oneness, that is comprised of as multiple persons and the love that binds and so on and, and when that is not respected when that is not considered sacred so that infidelity and subversion of its integrity is pursued then it is coming to the very heart of that which is intended to reflect God's presence in the world. Jesus will, New Testament will say, it particularly reflects the nature and the oneness. You know, in the high priest prayer of Jesus, he prayed in John chapter 17, that they may be one with us as we are one. And Paul will say, when you look at marriage, you're talking about a reflection of Christ and His church. Those who do not respect that institution do not regard the sacredness of marriage. So then, this love for neighbor, as you love yourself, is really an outworking of this, this dance this relationship with God. God, I am in sync with you. I have responded to you with everything I have and therefore I res reflect your will in the world by my regard for parents, my regard for life, my regard for work, my regard for the sanctity of marriage. God, I 
reflect my love for you by my reflection of my love for others. Then the last two commandments I find interesting because both of them are in the, in the, in the interest, in my view, of the sacredness of community. In both cases, it is about the neighbor. Do not bear false witness against your neighbor. And do not covet anything that is your neighbor's. So uniquely in the commandment, these two commandments focus on neighborliness. And focuses on some things that are dangerous subversion of community. Bearing false witness, deception and lying, the opposite of truth. No, one of the ways that you look at truth is, 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 is the three dimensions of truth. Um, the, the notion of authenticity. What is worse for community than when you have people that are fake? Inauthentic. The business of bearing false witness is not only truth telling, but being real. In community, because fake people subvert community. Bearing false witness is 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 is, 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 is kind of because you tease it out. It is it is also to do with um, veracity, right and wrong. I know that you know the philosophers are are saying that you know how you know right or wrong but there is this this notion of truth in which there is consistency there is a sense that the thing is right or wrong there's a sort of moral element to truth and persons that are amoral or don't care what is right or wrong are persons who subvert community don't be like that. Don't be a false witness bearer. That you are amoral or you don't care about morality. Morality matters if it is to keep community sacred. And, and of course, um, <laughs> there is this element of truth where, where, where it, is, it has to do with reliability, trustworthiness trustworthiness element of truth that is, is is authentic it is veracity or it is right and it is it is reliable it's trustworthy you must not be the antithesis of that or else you are not going to be a fabric part of the fabric that binds community you are going to subvert community and god regards community as sacred. How, how do you act in community? 
are you one of those persons that, 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 that binds community or are you, you know, one of those persons that cause community to unravel? If you are a person, God's person in the world, reflecting God's character, the character of love, then the sacredness of community by you being a person of truth must matter. And finally, about this business of neighborliness is envy and covetousness. If you are a lover of neighbor, then you rejoice in the benefit of neighbor and you identify with it as if it was yours. Persons who do not understand that see neighbor as competitor. And when neighbor is competitor, then there is a problem if neighbor has what you would want for yourself and both of you can't have it. There's a bad feeling going around if you are coveting your neighbor's spouse or your neighbor's things, your neighbor's experience in life that you wished you had instead of them. There is a wonderful experience in which there is a sacredness of community where you can rejoice in the scholarship your roommate won because of community. There is the sort of corporate solidarity that is a part of the Bible's perspective that has become unraveled in sort of Western society where we and God are locked in in personal salvation and the devil could care, you could care less about community. But this God who has called us to love him calls us to community where we are agents of his love generating his people the peoplehood the peoplehood of God so that the plans of God may be realized in the world those who love God are those whose love for God is observable, according to the Apostle John, by their love for others. If you claim to love God, but do not love your brother, John will say, you are lying. You don't even know what you're talking about. For those who are responding to God's love, God's love, and those are, who are the lovers of God, are persons who are able by that love in them, by the power of the Holy Spirit, to love their neighbor as they love themselves. How is your love?
Paul says, it doesn't matter what you have. If you don't have this, it profits you nothing. And he says worse, you are nothing. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, although I understand all knowledge and have all knowledge and understand all prophecies and know all mysteries, although I give my body to feed my, 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 my goods to feed the poor, although I give my body to be burned, if I don't have this, this is it. This is it or nothing. Let's bow our heads in prayer. The people of God, the people who enjoy a relationship with God that is evident in their relationships with others. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that by your Holy Spirit, there will be a manifestation of his presence in our lives and through our lives. That no longer, Lord, we who claim to be your people will be the butt of the world's joke. That we are the angriest, we are the most hateful, and all these things. We are so sorry that we have misrepresented you in the world. Please help us to love. Love like you love. Please help us, O oh God, as the temples, the custodians of your spirit. O oh Lord God, to be those through in whose life the world will be able to see and know who our God is. We want to love you, Lord, with all our hearts. We want to love you with all our souls. We want to love you with all our minds. We want to love you with all our strength. Take our love. The Lord, we want in reflection of this love to be the generators of community. valued people who value other people and who demonstrate that value by the things we do in preserving life in pursuing work and in making our marriages sacred have mercy upon us O Lord Fill us with your presence so that the world might know who you are and whose we are. In Jesus' name.